0: You intimidating people? That's adorable. Has anyone seen your head? Have these people seen your face? And welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck just a little bit less each and every day. My name is Frank Cole. And my name is Chris Tonkinson, and this is episode number seventy-two, recorded on June twenty-first, twenty twenty-two. So you do clear your throat like an old man. Let's let's just I'd, be well. Let's just be clear. You know, it's a it's a ritual. Nobody, yeah, it, it is. This is a, this is a new ritual to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, You must, you you must gotta, do this off off off,
1: uh, off mic because I don't I don't recall ever clear hearing, out the cup. Pretty sure I would. Remember it's part that of my. Look, I gotta set. I gotta set my my mic volume and gain. The background noise suppression. I gotta go to original sound. I have to make my LuxaFour switch red so that I don't get interrupted. I've got to turn off my mini fridge, and then I've got to sound like uh, I don't know, it's like a Rockefeller or something, for a minute <laughs> to get myself in the zone for
0: my,
1: <laughs> get myself ready for podcasting. That way, I don't have to do it on the show during the recording. <laughs> okay
0: well whatever whatever works man whatever works it reminds me of that let's say the episode of the simpsons where they where they describe all the things that that burns montgomery burns goes through on a daily basis the the rituals to uh to to keep him alive and 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 mobile for another day <laughs>
1: Just for one day.
0: just just for one day, it was that I remember it because it was an X Files crossover episode. It, you know, Burns was the alien wandering the forest, but it was because <laughs> he was glowing from the from the nuclear power plant, and he was hopped up on drugs and, <laughs> <laughs> natch and naturally, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, a couple little things uh, that I have that I have stumbled across, uh, recently. One of them you uh, good. actually Come-
1: brought back good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. No, come at me. I'm, I'm like, I'm just in a foul mood today. I need a, I need an ultra mall I need a palate cleanser. I need something to reset. Uh, reset did me.
0: you, did something happen? Is there something you'd like to share with the rest of the class? Is there something you can share with the rest of the class? Uh, it's, uh no, let's no? just, let's, okay. uh,
1: we'll just, yeah, no, I'd like to, but yeah. You know. Okay. Hey,
0: I mean, I know how it's it just, goes. I got
1: like, I, I got people coming at me to answer questions. I can't answer. I got, I got, issues Mm -hmm. ongoing that are just taking longer than they should to solve there's some other you know drama it's just stuff that's all the things it's all the things yeah
0: everything all at once or whatever that movie title is yeah um so one of the things that i wanted to bring up you had actually uh, uh pointed me back at uh it was something that i constructed years and years ago I didn't do it.
1: You didn't see me do it. You can't prove anything. I mean, okay, Bart. Boy, we're full of Simpsons references today. Uh, you wanted the Simpsons fight. So. I, yeah,
0: apparently. So um goes back to a, a, a team uh, that I had uh, a while back. And um, I wrote a thing up because it was a team that had never really worked as a team. They had sort of worked as a collection of individuals, which is that there is a difference there. And... So in an effort to try and, you know, bind the group together, I wrote down some stuff uh, that had always sort of bounced around in my head. I, I compiled it into what I call the rules of the road. And uh, it's four, uh, four rules when it comes to discussing new ideas and brainstorming and um, even code reviews to a certain extent, but you know, anytime you have a group of people together in a room and you're trying to decide what to do, how to do it, why you should do it, that kind of creative process, which is, I think the most important part of any programming exercise. It's also the most fun in my opinion. I love that part. Yeah. Um, There are certain things that you should do as a team collectively or agree, you know, baseline rules that you should agree upon to make that as worthwhile and productive an effort as possible. Um, And because if you don't do them, you end up with not, well, I mean, I'll get into it with the rules, but basically each rule has has good reason for
1: being there when it's not there, bad things happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like. Bluff. Bottom line up front. Problem solving. Those types of discussions are creative exercises, and you can quash creative energy as a group super easily. And uh-huh. so these are the things not to do in order to not do that. Wait, or not, definitely. These do. are the things not. These are things not to not do in order to not do that. Well, I think I I got the. <laughs> it's not how many knots. We need, well, we need an even number, right? Well, so the rules to are five.
0: Well, the rules actually, there are, there are a couple that are affirmative and there these, are a couple yeah, these, that these are help you avoid pejorative.
1: Yeah, these help you avoid like destroying the creative energy of the group. Because I think we've all seen this. You That's get in a exactly group right. and you're thinking of something and somebody comes in and does one of these or doesn't do one of these mm-hmm. things. And it, in the moment, it interrupts everybody's train of thought. It it disincentivizes participation mm-hmm. and it like ruins the vibe it ruins the feng shui of the process and i think a creative exercise does require a certain amount of feels like you got to be jiving it's it's thing yes. it's a thing that you can get in the rhythm of um and certain things destroy that rhythm uh and you are about to share them yes and and,
0: and i think everybody has been in a situation where one or more of these rules have not been followed and i think i think they'll be able to play along at home so Uh, Rule number one. And I think the most important, and that is reserve judgment. So as you are actually compiling... No, wait, what are you talking about? That sounds dumb. Throw that one out. We're clearly not going to discuss your (laughs) dumb idea.
1: It just sounds dumb on the face of it. I don't like it. Get rid of it. (laughs) As you are
0: compiling compiling your compendium of options or ideas... It's really, really important that everything end up on the table because your knee-jerk reaction is very likely not taking into account all factors. And so you need everything to sit on the table in order to allow those ideas time and opportunity to breathe and gestate and to
1: actually get air in the room because like a flower garden they need to be planted and and they need sunlight and air and water to blossom into a full idea from the little seedling that Mm you that you've i'm not going to take that analogy any further but but it is like there is there is meaning yeah no there there is there is meaningful like get the idea out because how many times you've been in a conversation person a starts something person b shoots it down person b A, then says, well, if you'd let me finish, I was going to address that. And this is actually like, shut your mouth, let them get it all out. Um, If nothing else, and I think we've talked about this before, if nothing else, you let the person finish their thought. If you don't, it's just going to itch their brain until they're going to get it out one way or the other, or they're going to leave in a huff because their brain just itches and it Mm -hmm. is a crappy thing to do.
0: Exactly. Right. Uh, And also, if you don't reserve judgment, what you end up is torpedoing pretty much all the effort that follows. Because if you, especially if you do it in a negative fashion, uh, and especially if the person who's doing the shooting down is a person of authority in the room, what you end up doing is you cause this mass chilling effect on the rest of the exercise to the point where it actually becomes very quickly, it can become completely irrelevant because you have stymied all potential input. Mm-hmm. And so your, people stop inputting because they, they, they don't want to be shot down. They don't need that in their life. And so they just don't contribute and they just shut up. It's really important for the exercise to, to actually get something out of the exercise. You need to do it. Um, but for the ideas themselves too, you know, your initial judgments, you're very likely missing stuff. So you know, sit on it, let it breathe. Okay. And the seed analogy is really good because they are Individually planted seeds. Some of them will sprout. Some of them won't. You don't know which ones, so you plant
1: all of them. That's the idea. Here. Well, and once, and I wanna I don't want to drag the analogy too far, but but once you've got a few on the table that seem to be viable, there's cross pollination, and right. that's when you get like in the what is it like the the healthy spiral. Of oh virtuous yeah and if we cycle. do this oh and if we do that for this oh oh and if we do that then you, you know that's where the team energy that's where the team really shines mm-hmm. you can't do that if you're just mowing stuff down as it sprouts
0: exactly Ver- you're thinking of a virtuous cycle as opposed to virtuous a, cycle that's, as opposed to a vicious cycle, cycle is the term. yes yeah. I love that term it's a great term um, yeah. so so this is a baseline for for building the the entire scenario. Um, you, you have to have this in place. I can't take credit for this one. This actually is one of the ground rules for, I think we talked about them last week too. My my One of my old employers, uh, Destination Imagination, uh, it's part of their mantra for their creative problem-solving um, process. Uh, one of the ground mm-hmm. rules that they teach in the creative problem-solving exercises that they do is to withhold judgment because of this very reason. This is exactly why, yep. because it it fosters the creativity. So- so reserve judgment is rule number one. Oh, rule number two. You want to when you when you do have input, when you are offering it, you raise alternatives and not protests. So
1: not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead, also sounds dumb. Also sounds dumb. We yes. shouldn't. We shouldn't do we should not do that. <laughs> Alternatively. <laughs> we
0: could consider some <laughs> other ideas. <laughs> yeah, that was Good bad timing. It's just perfect timing. It was. I thought that was pretty. Uh, I,
1: I I thought that was uh, pretty lame. Um.
0: Yeah. Well. I mean, I I have timing that works out uh, occasionally. So
1: even a broken clock is wrong it, twice a day. It's wrong I'm, twice you know a day. You know what I'm yeah. talking about my friend. So
0: yeah. Raise alternatives, not protest. So when you have something to add, sometimes you'll hear this. In uh, in business circles or in sales circles, you'll hear um, you you say you don't say no, you say yes
1: and uh, is, is yeah. It's, it's not sort of, no, but it's yes and. It's not yeah. no,
0: but it's yes and. This is kind of similar in in idea here. So again, th- this is the this is the team meeting idea generation setting. Um, if you if you if you are. If, if you're discussing something that you disagree with or you think is not going to work, okay, that's fine. Like everyone's entitled to an opinion and it might be a very well-informed opinion, but simply saying no- Except to, you. <laughs> simply saying no, though, doesn't actually move the ball anywhere. All you're doing is putting down the person that you're yeah. talking to. So instead of that, just skip that skip that. If you don't think that's the right thing, then obviously you have a different idea that would be better, right? Right? Like, you're not just coming to a knee-jerk reaction and just throwing that off, you know, half-cocked. Right? Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> in that case, you must have an alternative. So, instead of just wasting airtime talking about, no, don't do that, I don't like it, and, you know, robber, 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 just... What's the alternative? What, okay, so instead Sounding of something
1: like the walrus that I opened with, exactly. Yeah. So instead, no, of, and and it's and it's part of building the virtuous cycle because instead of knocking down little seedling ideas, you're fertilizing other ones. Right. To, mm-hmm. This analogy is actually getting way more mileage than I than I thought it would.
0: It's a good analogy. There's a reason that that, that a lot of times these, those inspirational uh, quotes and memes and stuff use flowers. Because oh, kind of I know. I know. Hang, I know. it, But hang it in works there. And, oh. Hang in there, little kitten. Hang in there. <laughs> one of my favorite uh one of my favorite uh trends from the early aughts that has that has fallen by. Oh, actually, no, it hasn't completely fallen by. It has is morphed. Um, do you remember the demotivational posters?
1: You I that? love them. I love so the pieces.
0: So so for our for our younger audience members, in the nineties they started with these business posters that were motivational and they were things like teamwork and you know perseverance and, and that kind of stuff. And they were inspiration.
1: And, they had, and it was insp- always some, some photo quip. you know, there was a sunrise on a beach or, yeah. or a glistening dew in a jungle or some bullcrap, and then, some and then you then know, be whatever.
0: A, some there'd be a f there'd, there'd be a it would be a one word
1: thing. Like a bold word. And then there yeah. would be some
0: platitudinous nonsense about the thing underneath of it. And it was supposed to inspire. You. Right. And some, uh, some dude, some, my, some my hero, my, some the hero that we, that we needed. My spirit animal, if I'm being quite honest, <laughs> <laughs> came along with Your this idea animal. to, for, to take that idea and completely turn it on its head and build demotivational posters and take these things and just talk about them in the most surly, cynical way ways possible i still have i which, bought you had one in your office oh it's still here it is on my wall you i am still looking got it. at. it i has moved with which, me which one is it my entire career i have had this my entire career because it it's is, teamwork right no isn't it's, that the one no mine is motivation so i have motivation motivation it's okay. a sunset on a on this rocky beach of a lake and then it mm-hmm. says okay motivation and underneath of it it says, if a pretty poster and a cute saying are all it takes to motivate you, you probably have a very easy job, the kind robots <laughs> will be doing soon. <laughs> and it my, has my- ironically, it has it was a uh it actually was a motivator for me in, in a in a twisted sort of way because like, yeah. I mean, like the simple the stuff that makes you successful is not simple and it's not easy. So, you know like get off your ass that's my favorite kind of the idea. my
1: favorite one is uh my favorite demotivational is teamwork oh, and there's a bunch of hands, hands all coming into a circle and the 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 quip is because none of us is as dumb as all of us
0: so true <laughs> runner up for me <laughs> runner up for
1: me is
0: consulting and that speaks
1: of course to like design by committee you know you, a horse <laughs> becomes a camel like that's that's what it invokes for me
0: oh it so does uh the runner up for me is consulting Uh, The consulting one is two hands shaking. And it says, if if you're not part of the solution, there's money to be made in prolonging the problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So true. And this is coming from a consultant. So (laughs) we're going to. okay. so. So first of all, full stop. Pick of the day demotivational posters, and we will find a, <laughs> a, a, an archive of these they and link them in the notes. See, yes, we have should, to at this point. We I, are I, honor bound at this point. I think they're
0: still around somewhere, but yes, demotivational I, make, I may buy
1: one. Super augmented, silent, and deadly. I just might end up enjoying this. Uh, uh,
0: yes, they're great. And actually, they continue to live on. So uh, the people, if you. I'm sure everyone has seen them now. The format of the motivational and then the demotivational posters has made its way into memes. Most memes actually follow. Originally, the original memes were actually this format and they photoshopped yeah. it. They photoshopped it, the words or they photoshopped the picture. Or they flipped yep. it on the And so that formula yep. of you know, the black border, image in the middle, text underneath, like that came mm-hmm. from... The motivational posters. That's where the meme base meme structure came from. And so it lives on to this day in in all the memes you see day in and day out. Um it has changed a lot since then, but that was the genesis. If you go back, you'll find yeah. them. Um which is pretty I may cool. as
1: as 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 my work responsibility grows, I may see if I can find one that uh speaks to like mentally calculating the cost of a meeting while you're in it.
0: And like, just, okay. And just put it in I, the background of your put it in your office, like right behind your head. Put it
1: right in the shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like here's the it. formula for calculating how much time that how much money this meeting is costing us. <laughs> I, I don't know if that ex- I don't know if that's one, but I may look for it. <laughs> oh man. Because that's one. I'm I'm video on I'm video on most of the time. Yeah. And uh that's that's a good one to have like right in people's face.
0: Yeah, well we you we have talked about that repeatedly, the importance yeah. of being video having the video turned on in nearly every scenario there's almost no reason not yeah. to have it on yeah. it's it's only it only helps you and having it turned off only can hurt you so um just wear pants as i
1: think a lot of people learn during covid always wear pants anyway all right total yeah, that's, side. i yeah, <laughs> i'm not in agreement with this policy i don't i don't don't stand
0: this. up just just do me a
1: favor and don't stand <laughs> up okay yeah just please don't stand up just just continue to sit there quietly i had a picture all right so my kid uh was like one at the one or maybe 15 months at the time he's standing there and he's got it was some holiday right so he's got this like cute little button-up uh like plaid shirt on Mm -hmm. and didn't have pants on for whatever reason and so he's standing in the kitchen just with a nice shirt on i took a picture of him i sent it to my wife and i was like he's ready for his first zoom meeting (laughs) (laughs) nice Very good. Rule number three.
0: Rule number three. You are not your ideas. And remember, these rules of the road, this is great for idea generation, but this is almost any group. But this also includes uh, 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 things like code reviews. And this rule really applies heavily when you're doing stuff in a code review or a code planning uh, session i
1: feel compelled to interrupt you right now with okay. doing the thing but i can't think of a satirical like i can't gel the satire of this one into an interjection into what you're saying That's <laughs> so, a tough one <laughs> um so you are not your
0: ideas what that means is that uh there is a level just what it says there is a level of dissociation once the idea flitters out of your head okay it, it's It's no longer, it does not define who you are. The ideas do not define who you are. They are just simply the things that we come up with. And so when we are talking about these things, we are talking at the idea. We are talking at the problem. You're not talking at the person who had the idea. Or in the case of actual code and code review, this is where it overplays. When we're reviewing code, we're reviewing the code. We're not reviewing the individual who wrote the code, okay? And so yeah, another
1: way, another way. I I repeat this often, but another way to say this one is, it's us versus the problem, not each other. That's a good alternative too. That's it. That, that and, actually, and the idea here, the idea here is to is to get your ego out of it. So if somebody, correct. if somebody, uh, now now remember, we're reserving judgment and we're raising alternatives, not protests. But if there is a problem with an idea. It is being pointed out as an opportunity to fix or address the idea, not you. Mm-hmm. And so, if I have an idea, and then somebody says something that critiques it or changes it in a way that I did, like that's that's not a reflection on me, correct? Um, and so, you're, you're you're attempting to get ego out of the out of the discussion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, this is actually this is an internally facing one uh, because. We have this tendency when there are ideas or when it's our code or it's our work, you know, we, we, uh, we, we hold it close to our chest and, you know, we love it and it, it, it's, it's a part of us. It's a part of me. And now when I critique it,
1: the music's bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> and so that's exactly what this is.
0: Exactly. So, you you need to separate yourself from that because the critique is not actually, um, I, I use the analogy, you know, if it's on a piece of paper and you're holding it, you're hugging it to your heart. And so when I critique it, I actually have to take, you know, my red pen and I have to stab it through the paper right into your chest, you know, and that's not. Oh, that's, that's
1: really aggressive writing style. It's, it is. I,
0: I mean, that's, I, I push really hard on the paper. I just push really, yeah, right. really hard. Um, high I pressure writing. I tear
1: through so many legal pads. It's, I don't know what's going on. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's all this blood on my it's, it's a testament to this remarkable tablet that it is still in one piece <laughs> in here that it, I haven't broken it.
1: Um, Not affiliated with a remarkable it, two tablet available for $399.99. <laughs> so, that affiliate money. Yeah, that's right. So the...
0: Um, you you, you've got to let go you got to let go of the idea to a certain extent you can still you of course take credit for it you'd be proud of the work that you put into it but when the critiques start happening we we point it at the idea and so you can't get personally offended like you said when the critiques or when the adjustments start happening because there are right there are things that you see that others don't and vice versa and that's why putting everyone in the room together and putting everything on the table is important and so you've got to separate yourself when that process starts
1: in earnest. With the one clarification of course that you, you you know you you're you can take credit for the idea if it's a good one. Right? If it's a bad one, you try to blame it on somebody else.
0: <laughs> right, going back to our consultant analogy, right? Pro- exactly. Problem, problem. Exactly. Give it to someone
1: else. This is somebody yeah. else's problem. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's leadership though. That's being a manager. You you take credit and pass blame. That's I got the formula, right? Take- <laughs> Way, I think about it. <laughs> Words of wisdom here. We're dropping truth bombs today. All right,
0: so rule number 4, you are not your ideas. Let it go. Rule uh, I'm sorry, rule number 3. That was you not your ideas. Rule number 4, last one. Always converse at a round table. And the- But except I'm going to go first. <laughs> because you're the boss, right? So you get to go first. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So when you're in a group setting, doing ideas, chances are very good. You're going to have a, v- a variety of people that are coming from a variety of positions and even levels of hierarchy inside the organization. Yeah. That is a good thing. You want different people. The, par- the manager is going to have a different view and different uh, inputs and uh, import- levels of importance than your junior engineer. All of the inputs from all of these people are very important though, and so it's It's worth, at the start of this process, actually laying the foundation to everyone that, okay, we're talking about this problem and the titles and hierarchies at this point are out the window. Everybody can throw everything on the table and ask questions and poke and challenge. And that is really important in order for the best ideas to come forward. This is also... Sort of as a, uh, I'd say, silver lining. This this rule in particular will help you identify your crap managers and crap leaders very very quickly because uh, you know they they tend to want their ideas to be the only ideas and you know they will uh, you know put themselves first and things like that. Um, for whatever reason, this one just works really well at, at, at ferreting out crap leadership. I
1: think. So yeah, I would agree. I would. I actually struggle with this. So this is I. This is one that I, I. have a little bit of an issue with. Not. Not. I don't have an issue with the idea that that came out wrong. I struggle with this point mm. because I. I find it so critical to the dynamic that I'm. I, I'm still. I guess in my own. In my own growth, I'm still trying to find the balance between no, I want you to speak first. Like, I I explicitly want to be the last one to speak. Right. Um, but trying to balance that with like, well, there are a lot of cases where, you know, in a case where things need to go a certain way and it's like, it has been ordained, then, okay, we're just, I'm gonna say, this is how we need to do it. So how do we move forward from here? And it's not really a creative, because the decision's already been made, but in like a creative exercise, I may have some thoughts, and it's really tough for me to balance like, okay, are people being quiet because they have no idea? Or are they being quiet because they're afraid to talk? Like, what is the root cause here? Why is mm-hmm. the room so empty? Right. And balancing not wanting to speak first on principle because of my position, when let's say I'm meeting with the rest of my team versus like, it's my job to come in and provide some direction and guidance and leadership here. And not like, that's a, to me I found that to be a, a balancing act
0: all right, so you touched on a couple different things there um uh, first first one that you mentioned was you know you don't want to be the one to talk first. I think that is it's it's not that's not just a nicety that's a necessity um there is there is a uh, there's a psychology term for it, and it's not confirmation bias it's like um uh, leading uh, the
1: witness. Yeah. It's not leading the witness either. I, I will, like, I don't, I don't want to sully what could be otherwise a healthy conversation with a surprising and beneficial outcome by my own priors. Well, like that's the, it's
0: not even that it's the fact that you as a leader, if you speak first and give your opinion, the subordinates underneath of you are automatically going to be inclined to simply yeah, agree with the things they're predisposed exactly. to say, Oh, whatever the boss wants, even if they're not. Like that we all as, as, as human beings are naturally inclined to do that. And so what's really important when it comes to these kinds of feedback things, you know, you set this ground rule about the round table, but as you are, uh, especially, especially as it comes into actually formulating opinions and things like that, when you're, when you've sort of stepped past idea generation and now you're quantifying and qualifying those ideas, the leaders need to speak last full stop every single time, because the, and you start you actually start inverse you start with the most junior to speak first because you don't want you want that person to say whatever is on their mind without influence from the leadership yeah exactly and so you let that person go and then you move up a step from there and then so on and so forth up the ladder so that you you are eliminating that uh that potential uh that potential uh Bias um, to the other thing that you mentioned about uh, you know I, I don't know how much to say and setting a ground, the other table and things like how much I should say versus how much I should just listen. I think you should always listen. What you're what it sounds like you're struggling with is the setting the table, which is okay. You know, here's what we're here to discuss. Here are the things that I want to think about, and here's a leading question to get us started, and that's okay. Like you're technically speaking first, but that's okay. That's, that's sort of the point. You're sort of setting things up. But once you get that lead-in question and you try and get the, to, to get the ball rolling, that's where you need to shut up and step back. And this this is a skill that comes in handy uh, in sales and any kind of negotiation where you got to learn to just keep your mouth shut. It's a very natural inclination to fill the void of, of space in a, in a in a conversation. Like if nobody's talking, we, we naturally just wanna I gotta people say something. Yeah.
1: And you can't Nobody do it. just wants to let something breathe for a minute and think. We are so awkward in the face of silence. I am not. I silence is great. I'll let things hang. I don't if I don't have a reason to speak, I'm not gonna open my mouth. And right. if it's awkward for other people, well, that sucks. You're not as smart as I am. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> But I like I don't personally struggle with having silence or or leaving room for s- some some folks to think that's not that's not where I come because I'm naturally my temperament I'm quiet I don't want to talk mm-hmm. like I, I some days I want to burn all this computer stuff ground to to the ground and go build furniture for the rest of my life because I just I don't mm-hmm. I'm I'm like a background guy I don't like being up in front I don't like it's just not it's not my natural temperament um so I'm that that doesn't buy, it's like it's like how to and i guess it's just it's it's and it's so case by case like setting the guardrails for the discussion making it clear where the where the boundaries are and where the goal line is and then making it clear that i'm not going to contribute to the conversation until everybody else does in a way that doesn't seem weird i you know that's really? that's where i yeah i don't know it's it's so, a weird thing that i
0: Hmm. Cause, cause to me, my, I mean, <laughs> you know, me I, For with those things, I just kind of go for the jugular. I just go right out there and say, okay, I'm going to lay some ground rules, lay some ground rules. Here's what I want out of the discussion, you know, lay, describe the discussion. And then I'll just simply say, I'm not going to talk until everyone else does. Oh, I, I've, and I've taken it. Yeah. Like, I've I just taken do this that. And I, I, I yeah. think that that works. That works really, really well because it's just clear. Your, your expectations are completely on the table. There's no BS super about what you're yeah. super transparent. And I think people really appreciate yeah. that. I sure as hell do. And so just level setting it as here's what it is and done. I think the hardest part yeah. for most people, and maybe you and I are the weirdos then. I think the hardest part for most people is actually having the guts to come right out and say these things rather than dancing around them. I, but to me, this is the, it, it's the easiest, it's the most direct, it gets the most positive result. Like, why wouldn't I do this? Because it is the most right and best way to, to do these things. Um, but I have seen, and I and I know you have too, I've seen plenty of leadership styles that don't do that oh. like there's a lot of people wow. that do this roundabout kind of thing and talk direct don't Drown talk round
1: people in words my in God. words
0: or and in not passive aggressive isn't the right term but you know to to Illustrate what I'm talking about. Constantly a,
1: couching, like, oh, I'm yeah. going to make a point, but then I'm going to make a counterpoint because you might think this, but then I'm going to make the counter counterpoint to Correct. make sure that you understand that real point. But then I'm going to make the counter 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 counterpoint because even though I just reemphasized the point, I want to make sure that you emphasize that I that you understand the other bench, and Then I'm going to make the counter 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 counterpoint. oh, just shut your mouth. You need just to shut up, right? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I think the the
0: the leader in the room, the mature voice in the room, is the one who lets that other person have the last word. Because you understand that they're just simply making a point; they're not talking at yeah. you, and so
1: don't have to react. You to don't everything. have to react to have everything. Have to you don't have to give to your qualifiers
0: to everything. Just you know, they responded. That's the end. That's it. It's and that's yeah. okay. Um, and so you being the leader. I was in a last one to input. I was in a
1: call the other day. I was in a yeah. call the other day, and I'm on with a with a developer, and uh, I said, "Look, you know, directionally." This is where I'm drawing the bed. Like, I can't I can't approve X and Y. Um, I said, tactically, we have some options, but we got to discuss as a, you know, we got to take this offline and discuss where where the intersection is between, like, um, what the policies afford us to do and our comfort level in executing, right? And so, and I said, that's, that's kind of where I am. We got to offline and we'll come back to you. And that was kind of where I left it. And then developer pipes up and says, well, oh, what you could do is blah, 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 blah. I said zero words in response like i i i did not and there was a there was like a healthy pause there was a healthy gap where i think and there were a dozen people in the call i think they were expecting that i would respond to this Mm -hmm. no i was done speaking i made my point this guy offered his idea of what maybe we could do Mm -hmm. i don't need to respond to that like i and it's not it's not that i devalue the idea he was making a valid point. Technically, what he was saying could be done. But the point that I had just made is with all of the things that we've discussed, we now have to offline this as a group. And he wasn't part of that offline group, right? He was in the other side of the conversation. So I don't like, I don't need there's no there's no response here. And I think that's where some people find um I've 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 been told that I intimidate people sometimes. And I think it's just my ability to like not have to respond to things (laughs) (laughs) you intimidating people that's adorable has anyone seen your head have these people seen your face (laughs) my my general face facial region (laughs) over here
0: like look at that haircut what about that haircut says anything intimidating
1: come on nothing no no I I actually okay so uh so I I my wife and I went out on a date a couple of weeks ago i had the waiter i i kid you it was like a pretty nice place The i kid you not the waiter stopped mid-sentence looked at me and said are you a cop it's <laughs> like caught me completely <laughs> off guard i was like no and my wife laughed laughed out loud she's like he's not a cop he <laughs> works in software <laughs> and he's like not military or anything. Cause you like the way you're looking at me. I just, I feel like, I feel like you're scanning me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, but I've gotten that before. It, it, because my wife, like she, like, I have like uh like it's, it's not RBF. It's like resting unamused face or something. It's, it's this like resting blank face. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't look angry, but I just look like I don't know. I don't have. I don't yield an expression. I'm I'm Sphinxy sometimes. You're just. Um, you're, it looks like you're just processing
0: and and pondering, but it's all behind yeah, the eyes, and, and you can't and you can't tell what you're actually thinking. Right. It makes and like, way to your just, face.
1: And <laughs> just like stereotypical, like I'm, you know, thinnish, six foot white guy with a with a short haircut. So like I I, I get why people with that constellation like might think of like cop or military or something. Yeah. <laughs> But like mid sense, he's like, "You a cop?" <laughs> like, "Whoa!" <where's> this cop? <laughs> it took me a minute to realize, and my wife just started laughing.
0: I get the I get the military thing from time to time uh, because of my 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 natural build. Um, especially since I've been working out, I have a really thick. I have a thicker neck now. I, I look a little jar headish, and um, I I I tend to wear the uh, I, I tend to wear stuff from you know with with the stars and stripes on it, and uh, that just yeah. Oh, are you military? No. But thank you for <laughs> thank you for confusing me as such. I I'll take it as a compliment.
1: <laughs> I Yeah, I, I I take it as a as a as a high compliment. Somebody yeah. mistakes me for somebody that's actually competent physically. I, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Because I'll tell you what I do all day, my friend. 14 hours a day. I'm in a chair. I'm working out my typing fingers. That's what I do. <laughs>
0: It's your, you, you have strong physical presence as you sit behind that desk and work that keyboard. A, exactly
1: That's right. right. You want yeah. somebody who can type the enemy into submission? I'm your man. I'm your guy. <laughs> Top gun in the fingers right here. Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. So you discuss at a round table, right? That's, right. The, that's the final the idea. Rule. Yeah, um, the idea
0: is that authority very is important. not a thing. It's very important. Yeah. And the way that you neutralize authority is, you know, ha- where you're at in the process, it, it changes. You know, as you're up front talking about the round table, all ideas are valid and uh, the mm-hmm. boss needs to speak last. Um, yeah. I, I think. The, and the if you look important.
1: at these. I'm sorry, I just cut you off. No, you're context. good. You're good. Go okay um if, if you as you look at these four rules and if you're and if you're listening take a look at the show notes and just think look at all four rules because in comp they're like it's like defense in depth for protecting that creative safe space mm. if you want to call it that right I like it. if you look at them they all work in concert they're all distinct things but they work together harmoniously to really define what it means to have an open space with space, with air, with, with bounds set forth to really have a healthy, creative discussion. And when you endeavor to implement these in a conversation, I mean, it's so weird. It actually works. Like it's not one of these, Oh, this management economics 101 because if you document the blah, 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 no, the stuff like the stuff works. I don't, and I've and and the reason this came up just to just to tie this back to a previous episode, right? I'm allowed to self promote here. This is Refactored. We're promoting ourselves, not not the remarkable two. Um, the reason this came up is because I asked you. I was like, "Hey, do you have those rules?" Because I like you introduced me to those like a decade ago, and I took them and I've been using them in my day to day but I didn't actually have a, like I didn't actually know the way they were worded. I couldn't remember like off. Then once you you dug them up and found them, I was like, oh yeah, I'm glad that I'm doing all these things. But the reason I asked is because I wanted to actually put those into my own leadership read me, going back to a few weeks ago when we Mm -hmm. talked about that. I looked at yours and I said, well, this it came from Frank, so it's dumb. I trashed it. I didn't use yours at all because it was dumb, right? <laughs> um, so I took one of the ones that you had forked from Gary or or whoever he forked from. I I started there. I wanted to skip over the sure. the bad generation the bad, Yeah, this, yeah, yeah right? I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, so it's not exactly a leadership read me in the format we talked about, but I I kind of I kind of did my own there with, with the points that I, that I found relevant for the context I'm in. Um, and I included these, once you sent them over, I, I put these in at the bottom, like, here are the rules. I forget what I call it, the rules for healthy discussion or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put them in cause I really, this stuff really does work.
0: It really does. Yeah. And this is something that uh, born out of just a hard fought experience of having set, you know, most of the stuff that I talk about uh, when it comes to leadership or engineering, really all of it in general um it's 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 a hard one experience usually from the negative side of seeing it done in a crappy fashion like seeing just lousy attempts at it and going well that didn't work let's try something different from that yeah um that yeah. that that is that is a, you know i i i stand on the shoulders of my predecessors who sucked at this and try and suck just a little bit less that's the whole idea so hey, uh, yeah so the, um, yeah, throw a little bit. It
1: button. almost sounded natural, like a I, little bit of forced. I, I it actually was, it didn't say, yeah, no, I actually, bad. the
0: force actually came afterwards when I realized what I was going to say, because I actually started <laughs> the, Like, I realized what I was going to oh. say. Oh, it's the slogan. I wasn't actually trying to say the slogan. It just kind of uh-huh. dripped in there, but yeah, well, well what are you going to do? Um, so there you go, rules of the rest. And the uh, bonus takeaway for this, uh, I think every manager should use all of these ideas all the time in their role as a manager. All of these things apply. You as a manager should reserve judgment. You as a manager should raise alternatives. You shouldn't protest your people. You as a manager need to remember that it's, you know, you're not your ideas and you're going to throw stuff out there and the team might take it and run with it. They might give you feedback that tells you otherwise. Um, And when you are talking with your team, you're always talking on a level with them. You're You're not being dictatorial as much as possible. I mean, you know, if you need to make a decision, you make a decision, but you know, um, I always took the, the height for me, the height of success for me as any kind of technical lead or team lead or manager was when my team members felt comfortable enough in a group setting to call out something that I was saying as inaccurate or Mm -hmm. in some way less or weaker and offering a, a an alternative to it or a way to improve it i always took that as the massive w
1: because if you can do I, that so i had one of these that's it i had one of these recently uh it was long story short it was a call um my uh i had directs and skips there people from uh, adjacent the organization my boss and one of his peers were there it was like a whole big thing and one of my i and i said something and one of my skips was like well actually that's not correct like this blah 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 um and internally i was like Yes, like I've arrived. I have done it right. If that's okay, like, and that should be, and then like later on, I'm just to make a point. Like, I went back and I was like, "Hey, thanks for thanks for calling that out." I, you know, I misspoke, and and you were absolutely right. And then, um, and I felt great about it. And then the response came in. Oh, good. I was afraid you'd be mad that I that I uh, Mm -hmm. that I said you were wrong uh, in front of everybody. It's like, of course not. Like, if I was, I, I. so I felt a little bad then, like that. This still, you know, it but I still think happens. I, You're fighting a natural I took it as an overall stigma. win, right? Yes, for sure. Exactly. The the they I, I misspoke, and it wasn't anything egregious. But but somebody came right out and said, no, that's actually wrong. This is this is the the true thing. Um, and they did it, and then I think the the remainder there that that made me okay with it. I, I took it as a win overall. It was like, yeah, but in reality. I think you're never really going to get to a point where somebody is going to call out their boss's boss with their boss on the line as well like somebody like calling that that's the overall win and i think there's a certain amount of stigma that is as nice of a guy as you are and as much as you go out of your way yeah. to create a good environment like there's still there's still weight around that and i totally appreciate it but i was just i was just glad that it that it happened and i went and DM them afterwards. it was like, "Hey, thanks for that. That was that was good to to point out." Right,
0: and and you learned even in that that you know they were still even even still they were concerned. And so the fact that you reached out afterwards and said thank you as yeah. a follow up was actually even sounds like that was necessary. Even still, so yeah. like they did it and that's just straight- to reinforce just to, to reinforce it and, and yeah. encourage it. Um, yep, you could, um, you know, my again following my 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 standard practice of, you know, really laying this stuff out on the nose. Um, you could even go so far as in your next team meeting to actually like call out this person, call it out yeah, say, and and give them praise in the team meeting mm-hmm. for doing that. And, and then say, that's exactly what I want. That is okay. Yeah. And that is a good thing. And I am giving, I'm giving yeah. this person plaudits in public to all in front of all of you to yep. reinforce that point.
1: So and I'm getting more and more comfortable. By the way, and this is I think just a growth thing. I'm getting a lot more comfortable embarrassing people in large groups with 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 praise for things that they did right. Um, Very because it really does necessary. It it really does reinforce and send the message and normalize the stuff that really does need to be normal. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I don't. That's just no other way to say it. Right. It needs to be, and and
0: that is a. I mean, these are the things, you know, people, you know, they want to be the boss because they get to make all the decisions. These are the things that actually make it hard. This is the stuff that makes it unique because you have to be comfortable doing things that a lot of people just generally aren't comfortable doing. You got to run towards the fire when it comes to this difficult stuff. Um, Yeah. And laying, you know, laying out hard expectations like that, I think is part of it. Like these rules of the road.
1: Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, Friend of the show, Dave. Hi, Dave. Dave, hey, Dave wrote in to us. He's got some feedback for yes. us. Well, a question that he okay. wanted to pro, uh, pose. Okay. Um, so Dave asks, what are your suggestions for building a sense of team with everyone working remotely? What are your suggestions for building a sense of team with everyone working remotely? Okay.
0: Sense of team working remotely. Um <clears throat> Well, I think the, um, well, we talked about it a little bit. The uh, first, just having the camera on, people got to see you. So when you're when you're remote- It's you, so huge. I mean- It's they, so huge. You, you've got to have that, that personal connection. So having the camera on with your team as much as possible. Um, and you don't get the water cooler the way that you do in, a, in an office. You don't have those, those spontaneous meetings. So you actually have to sort of make- the spontaneous scheduled. And so yeah. things like daily standups become super important. Things like a weekly uh, retro that is, um, that's what we, that's what my old company used to call it. We, we had a, a retro on Friday afternoons. It wasn't a true retro in the agile sense. We weren't actually necessarily reviewing mm-hmm. anything. We would talk about the things that happened in the week, but it was more just a get together and hang out and just be together for an hour on a Mm -hmm. Friday afternoon. That was, that was the point. And that was, um, you know, that would build connections and you would have personality and, and, you know, individuals would, would show themselves. Um, so I think that those, you, you have to, you have to make the water cooler happen. Um, when, And so it changes, it changes what you do in some of these meetings. If things start to go off the rails, like if the conversation is steering into just tangential territory, I think the natural inclination for, for whoever's leading the the team or leading the meeting is to, you know, steer it back onto the topic. And sometimes that's, I mean, that's appropriate, but for regular team meetings, if things go tangential, Sometimes you let it breathe, you, you know, let, let it sort of run yeah. its course um, just so that you get some of that, that personal interaction mm-hmm. and, and inflection. Um, I have seen things like um, Hangouts, like Zoom Hangouts, where it's an active Zoom and anyone can just jump in. Like I'm doing work in the background and I just kind of turned on zoom and I'm sitting here just kind of coding or working on something and people duck in and duck out as appropriate if they can. And you just sit there and you shoot debris the with them about whatever while you're uh, while you're working. Um, that's a. Uh, it, that's a practice that I picked up from actually my my gaming habits because um, for years t- tools like uh, Ventrilo and TeamSpeak and mm-hmm. more recently Discord, that's kind of yeah. what would happen through the day. You would have your 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 clan, guild, whatever gamer buddies, and you might hop open in the the background. You just open it in the background. You just be shooting the breeze about the game while you were working on whatever. And they might duck in and duck out. And it was cool. It was, it was a, it was a way to socialize without having to be in the game. And so, um, you know, those kinds of things are, are all, um, Worthwhile. You realize depth.
1: the question is about team building at work while working, not team building with your clan while raiding and grinding Correct. during hours that you're supposed to be working. Correct. Correct. I just want to make sure you didn't accidentally out yourself. No, right there. I didn't. I do not. I do not raid
0: during work hours. That is a raiding is a is a it requires full focus. To, yes. Is it evening? Yeah. The grinding is focus. what you do instead of
1: working during the day. Okay, I got gotcha. you. It's. I just want to understand the schedule a little. Oh better.
0: yeah. Okay. All right. So the
1: um. Got to get those dailies. Yeah. The the other the other part of this
0: is I think there is an in person element. You you have to have some FaceTime. Nothing beats meat space, and so while I am a huge proponent of remote based industries, uh, I think that uh, like right now we're seeing. Uh, I don't know about you, but you know, in some of the news I read, I'm seeing these uh, these articles that are hinting and trying to push back on the remote stuff. They're doing a clawback essentially on the remote work from COVID, uh, and they're using this the the looming recession as as a um, as a cudgel to, to do it. And I, and I think that, that, I think these are bad ideas and I think they're going to backfire. Um, but I, I'm, so I'm a big believer in, in remote work, but as much remote work as you do, you still got to get in front of people. You still like, we are social creatures. We are physically social creatures. And so you have to get together with your team at least once a year in, in physical space, if not more often, once a quarter is probably a really nice, comfortable amount. Um, I get that some people don't like to travel at that much, and you know that can be difficult, uh, you know, budgetarily.
1: But you know, at
0: least so, once yeah, a year, I think
1: you got to do. I it. would, I would think, I would th- in in my own head, like just me in a vacuum, thinking about the logistics and everything involved. And I, I would think like twice a year would be the twice next sweet year. spot, right? That's a nice for sweet those spot. Yeah. for those who you know have. Otherwise issues with travel um, or families like this travel can really be a tax on an employee. Um, mm-hmm. And so and so I think twice a year is, is like the optimal. But then you got budget constraints, right, with the size of the team. Then that could be a factor. And so. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I just took no. I didn't, uh, no, I didn't it's let good. You finish your. No, I, I finished okay.
0: my thought. Yeah, no, you're, you're fine. What do you think? Uh, so I had those two things. What do you think?
1: Yes, and uh, really, um, I think complete agreement with what you said. The way I would order, I think, I think those um, for remote team. I think the on-site is top of the pyramid, right? So to go in order of importance, I think that's crucial. Um, I have not done this in a couple of years uh, for reasons that that may be obvious, um, but I've I've started to have discussions about okay, when's the next one? Right, we're we're back now. When can we? When can we meet? What can we do? Where does it make sense to go and so forth? Um, and so I think within the next couple of months, I'll be I'll be planning something probably for the fall. Um, in person clutch, Absolutely, and I don't think yeah. I don't think quarterly is is unreasonable. By the way, I think mean, again there's just sensitivities and costs there that that may prevent you from going that frequently. Um, so I think I think the in person is second from that is camera. Mm-hmm. I am I am like mm-hmm. I am a I am a stone's throw from from enforcing the camera thing at this point because I've got so many folks that and I don't know what that maybe it's it's awkward they've not done it before they're not in the habit they're not showered it's like I don't it, nobody really cares I, I just want to see you um and so I have a I have a little bit of an ethical problem in like making it a rule but I really want to <laughs> like well, you want the, to this is the quiet part out loud. I yeah. really want to make it a rule but I don't feel like I can. Um, So
0: a couple things I um, you may want to double check with your HR before you actually mandate it. that could there they might have concerns about that being a requirement Um, outside of the HR stuff and the legal stuff. I am actually totally game with you on the on making it a requirement. One thing that I started doing with my onboarding of new engineers, I had a whole I had a whole list that I would run through with them. And the start of it was, I want your camera on. And what I did to get around, not to get around, but to acknowledge HR's concerns was I put a little asterisk on the end of it. So I, you know, so here's a bunch of things that are not explicitly required, but are Mm -hmm. super highly, very heavily encouraged. So I, I went right up to the line of encouragement and stopped yeah. and, and even went so far as to say, I think this is really important. If you, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't use these words, but if you want to be in my good graces, if you want to, you know, stay on my good side, you will do these things. Yeah. I can't mandate that you do them, but if you don't do them, that is not going to score points with me. That's kind of how yeah, I and positioned that's- it. You know what I mean?
1: And that's and that's that's on the borderland, but it still is in the huge gray area, the huge gray, gray continent, yeah. which is management discretion, right? Right. Um, so I think I think that's clutch. Um, I do uh, I do a weekly staff meeting, um, and yes. I just have managers sound off high level. I try to keep it high level updates for each individual area, like you're not giving me updates, I know what's going on. What you're doing is you're telling all of the other groups that don't report to you what your group is up to, right? Exactly. To try to develop a little peripheral vision and sense of context. Um, so I did a very quick Monday morning, a very quick thing. Um, and uh, on Friday, early Friday afternoon, uh, we always have something. So every other week we'll reserve some time for learning and development. And then on the off weeks, we alternate between a virtual happy hour or like a like a tech talk kind of a thing. Nice. Um, but every every Friday afternoon, there's something that we're doing um, as a as an engagement development, you know, non non daily grind type thing. Um, and I think folks have responded reasonably well to to doing that over time. Um, nice. I'm, I like I'm going back to the camera thing, like I'm, I'm not above, I got three kids. I'm not above bribery. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I keep track of who's got the camera on and there's a raffle or something like I would, I would absolutely bribe people, uh, to get, to get cameras on. I think, cause I think it's worth it. I think, it, I think it's yes. worth it.
0: Oh, it's hundred percent worth it.
1: I, I, I would go so far. You, 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 saw it talk about bribes.
0: Uh, just uh, one quick thought about that. Uh, if your company doesn't have a uh a budget for home office expenses, they should get one. Just even a small one. Yeah. Like it. it, it can be a monthly stipend. It can be a one time thing. It can be an annual. Th- I I don't care. Come up with every formula that your HR and finance will go along with. Get something, and then what you can do is you can point to that and say, you know, we think this is so important that we give you the stipend. What I would like to see you spend. You know, after talking with them and actually, you know, you have to establish some, yeah. some, some baseline here, but after understanding things, you can say to them, I think it would be worth your while to spend some time and buy a better microphone, a better camera, yeah. a a, a better desk, yep. whatever it is, you know, spend that money to do these things that will improve your setup. Yeah. Um, And I mean, it's kind of a bribe, but I mean, hey, I'll I'll take more free stuff. I'll take crap I didn't pay for. But
1: bribery works. That's the beautiful thing about it. It it works.
0: I mean, honestly, if you if you go far enough with this, isn't every job kind of a bribe? Hey, you do this thing, and I'll give it money. Absolutely is. I mean, so it absolutely is. You know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, selling yourself, friend. You you were you were Um, going off on another road. No, I was going back to the, the, I think the initial, the very first thing you said, which is like, which is like scheduling the unscheduled interactions. Yes, yeah. Um, that's tough, I think, for a lot of people because you may not have a whole lot of interaction with any one person while you're, um, like while you're remote. It may just be these meetings and you right. may feel pressure to be productive because it's a meeting and I need to be seen to be productive. Right. Um, I would, I would encourage encourage people to fight that a little bit and, well, it's and up just to the leader start too. yeah just a st- c- culture is top down right start the meetings off topic yes right? oh just that's great start. yes I, I i ask i ask like oh how on a, on a monday or tuesday if i haven't talked to them, how was your weekend do anything fun here's what i did how's the weather you know it could be small talk that's fine it's not that's not against the rules try to try to get something for them to bite on and then listen and and start a conversation um go off topic on purpose and part of the other thing um, that i do as a manager especially when somebody's new um new to me i should say um i will keep a file so i have it's just how the sausage is made uh so i keep uh i literally keep files on all my all my team members um everybody's got a folder with their name and then inside that folder they've got you know the the latest copy of the resume that i had um, any documentation around performance correction or promotion or any of that hr all of that stuff i keep d- records on everybody in there is a file called file.txt or .doc where i literally when i when i'm just meeting somebody i'll take notes on them like oh mm-hmm. do they have kids they live in the pacific northwest they own an rv they like have, you know dogs like and then and then i'll reference that over the first period of time that I'm speaking with them and try to follow up on those things and engage um because I really do care and my memory really is that bad that <laughs> I will miss things you know names of children and and spouses um things like that um I will actually just keep a dossier on people and then reference it the next time I talk to them and and try to um try to keep continuity and and try to try to um just be personal, because I, you know, like I said, my memory is horrible, and I won't remember all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think myself, that's above so I, I use the computer,
0: and um, I think I think everybody, so I, should and I do think that.
1: that's helped. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend that practice, and it not even just for my directs. Like I keep a file on my boss, and you know, other other people that I um, that I'm around. Um,
0: yeah, keep it kind of like it. Jay
1: Edgar, but without the cloak and dagger. You
0: know? <laughs> it's it's not. I don't think there's anything weird or untoward or unseemly about it. it you're mm-hmm. showing effort to to know these people and to learn about them. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, I think most people would take it as a, as a, as a compliment. Um, and I do something very similar. i I use, um, uh, I use a note-taking tool called Obsidian. It's a, it's a, it's a desktop app. I think they got some mobile versions. Uh, it's really just a way to, uh, organize uh markdown docs in an editor with mm-hmm. a file browser next to it. And, you organize it into folders and I have, I have, I have a a top level folder for the company. I have a folder for HR. I have a folder for employees. I have a folder for all kinds of stuff. And in the employee folder, I have basically just talking points and bios about individuals. And uh, you know, if I have an impromptu meeting, I might do a new entry in there with a, with a date and you know, the things that we talked about. And I refer back to that when Mm -hmm. I go to conversations with other people all the time. And it's, there's just so our world is full of so much information and it moves so fast that the idea that you would keep it all in your head is frankly ridiculous I mean that worked it did it worked in a pre-internet age but we are way too interconnected with way too much back yeah. and forth now for that to be the case you've <laughs> you've got to utilize tools to to keep it all in your head yeah. um this I I think that the the I think the idea of the you know the 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 perfect memory, person who, you know, leader who calls the, you know, recalls the names of your kids off the top of their head as, you you know, as he passes you. I can't, dude, I I forget the names of my
1: kids sometimes. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, I can't. That
0: doesn't exist, I don't think. Yeah, Yeah, so.
1: But I'll see it. Then we have one-on-ones. I'll open up the file. I'll say, oh, yeah, look, yeah, your kid's got a birthday next month. You know, and and it's just it's it's the little stuff because I I care, and then that's a way that I can show that I care, and that builds trust, which then you know is a is a, um, I think a flywheel for mm-hmm. the, the sense of team is the sense of is is just an aggregate sense of individual connectedness, really. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I, um, it's a. Oh. Uh, it, it, being being fully remote is difficult though. I mean, full stop. It is. It's it's hard. It's hard. It to is a challenge. It's a challenge. It comes with its own unique unique challenges on the uh, on the uh, uh, team building and day-to-day. interpersonal day to
1: day side. It does. I. I, I and you have be to. The first to admit and it. you also, by the way, yeah. Uh, step zero is higher for it because to some yeah. people, remote is a bug, not a feature. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. So so freaking so. true.
1: Okay. Well, uh, if you want to weigh in on bug versus feature remote and how you develop a, a sense of team and culture, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can send us a voice recording to feedback at refactor.work, or you can uh, drop us an email at the same address. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you go to refactor.work, you can find our uh, show notes for this episode and archives, backlogs, recommendations, all sorts of fun stuff over there uh frank you can find on the internet he's got his own his own very own web, little, little website little blog website little uh, thing over there, there. Yeah, over yeah, there. adorable little, little little thing over there yeah. little thing uh, over there at hotcoals.com and my own little website over there is tonkinson.com this has been episode as far as i can tell number 72 recorded june 21st 2022 thanks frank thanks chris see you